It's not that I'm afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. This funny and nuanced remark from the book Without Feathers by Woody Allen sums up what many people feel. It isn't death itself that is so terrifying. It is the process of dying that truly scares people. And for good reason. We have managed in Western society to prolong the dying process. Not in a way that gives us more quality time, but in a way that extends our suffering and diminishes our dignity. So naturally, we don't want to be around when we're dying. Behind Alan's punchline lies the bitter truth of pain and suffering. However, it doesn't need to be this way. The following two stories illustrate very different experiences of death. The first tells the unfortunate story of Sam, whose death was typical of the way too many people still die today. The second story is about Sam's wife, Gloria, who died only six years later, but in a very different way. Her death illustrates a new approach that elevates the experience by deepening meaning and offering a sublime peace in the last days. Sam was diagnosed with tongue cancer shortly after celebrating his 70th birthday. He felt something underneath the side of his tongue, as if a piece of food were stuck there or he had a cold sore. But it didn't go away and got progressively worse. Finally, he went to the doctor and, after a biopsy, was quickly diagnosed. He fought the disease for more than 12 years. He had chemotherapy and radiation before trying alternative methods, traveling to Germany a number of times. At points, treatment slowed the disease, but eventually the cancer became more aggressive and no treatment could halt its progression. Toward the end, Sam allowed the doctor and his wife to convince him to have a tracheotomy because of the way the tumor was growing. After that, he spoke with great difficulty and discomfort, was often misunderstood by people, and could only get food through a tube in his abdomen, which required a lengthy process overnight or awkward sessions during the day. Sam's life narrowed to the most basic tasks of surviving, robbing him of all sense of meaning and joy. Late one morning, when a privately hired home health aide came to wash and dress Sam, she found him unresponsive. She panicked his wife into calling 911. EMS came and took Sam to the emergency room of the nearest hospital, not one he had been to before. The hospitalist put Sam through a number of tests even as he slipped further into a coma. Late in the evening, the doctor briefly talked with Sam's wife. He told her that the only option now was a risky surgery that might stop the internal bleeding caused by the tumor. After nearly twelve hours of sitting in the overcrowded and uncomfortable emergency room, Sam's wife decided, with the encouragement of the nurses, to go home and get some rest. The nurses suggested that she come back in the morning when the doctor would do the surgery. In the middle of the night, due to another wave of admissions to the emergency room, a nurse's assistant pushed Sam out into an empty hallway alongside the emergency room. Finally, in the early morning, he was placed in a regular room upstairs with a patient who was in a lot of pain and moaning loudly. When the day nurse came on duty at 7 o'clock, she looked in on her new patient 
and saw that his vital signs were quite weak. She updated Sam's chart, then went on with her other duties. Sam's wife arrived at the hospital around 8, because the surgery was scheduled for 8.30 that morning, and she wanted to see him before it started. When she pulled back the curtain that separated Sam from the man in the bed by the door, she discovered that he had died. The last day of Sam's life had been consumed by hours of futile tests, under the care of a doctor who didn't know him or his wife, lying for a time in an empty hallway, then subjected to the moans of an unknown roommate. There wasn't one personal item or picture of Sam's in the room, nor did he have the opportunity to feel and hear the loving presence of his wife or their two children in his last hours. Sam had had the most advanced medical...